Dynasty Kings, football by the numbers. Ain't nothing prehistoric about it. It's the fantasy land before time, man. You dig? And we talking about them analytics. Yeah, I dig it. You know them digits, we fit it inside of cells. But thinking outside of the box when we did it, outside prevails. We got eight inside of the box, but we finished plenty to tell. So go ahead and plug in a pot and just listen. It's the dynasty. Velociraptors, it takes okay. dilapidated no way. Nope. Man, it's a rap, no debate. Hey. Breaking it down with a dynasty. Yeah. Often reside with a pylons yeah. beat. Often we talking about dynasty. Yeah. Rocking with me at the times you'll see. Yeah. Out of the pocket, online on me. Too much subjective is not for me. It's not for me. I'm rocking with the dynasty. Yeah. Dynasty. Locking the lineup and I don't need. Filming the fables, cause finally I got all the facts. No anomaly. Yeah. Let's get it. Y'all reach his T Rex at best. And I don't mean to go flex. I'm a dinosaurus to death. Yeah. Look, if you dino, you know. Welcome to the Dynasty Kings Fantasy Football Podcast. Jake and Mike, let's ride. All right, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty Kings. Again, it's just a Debbie thing, so it's just me today. Um, This is going to be episode 16, and today's topic, we're talking about the Senior Bowl. Now, my Twitter handle is at FF underscore Dirty Mike. You can find my work at Campus DeCanton. and yeah, just go ahead and interact with me anytime you guys want. You guys got questions, I'll answer them on the spot. Um, should be a short episode. So I really want to talk about the Senior Bowl. For everyone that's kind of new to the Dynasty space, I want to put an emphasis on uh, the Senior Bowl, what it is, why it's important, why you need to pay attention to it, and some of the big names out there right now going to the Senior Bowl. So uh, just to hit, the Senior Bowl is a it's probably the last bit of college football you'll ever get to see for the year. The games are typically in February. They do like an extensive invite list and they only invite the top seniors in the nation, right? And they have their own recruiting network. It's not just one guy, it's a network. And they have, they have a network of recruiters. And um, and these guys are, are they're, they all get drafted 100%. Well, I shouldn't say drafted. They all end up on an NFL team come the next season. So all these guys are guaranteed pretty much a roster spot um, going into the off season. And that's 100%. I've, I've charted now the last three years here. So I've got 2019, 2020, 2021, and now I'm waiting for 2022 here. But I have those three going all the way back. And just to give you some numbers on some of this stuff, um, if you're looking at QBs the last three years that have attended the Senior Bowl, we have four day one selections, four day two selections, six day three selections, and six UDFAs. Now the day one selections, you know, they're not they're not like high profile names. Like let's be honest here. So you got Daniel Jones, um, you know, if you're into him, cool. If you're Giants fans, whatever. Justin Herbert, that's a big name. Uh, Jordan Love, not a big name. And then you got Mac Jones, who's becoming a big name. Best believe it. All right, he's he's going to be a back end QB one. I'm calling it. I love that guy. I'm a Patriots fan too, though. So please bake in the bias when you look into him. Uh, for wide receivers now. Now, for wide receivers for three years, we have three day one selections, 12 day two selections. Now, that's key. It's 12 day two selections over the last three years. Um, And then 14 day three selections and then 16 UDFAs. There is, I want to say it was 2019. Let me check. Yep, 2019, they had nine UDFAs. Um, Among those names, just to highlight some of those names, you got Jacoby Myers. Uh, Travis Fulgham was hot for a little bit. 
And that's really about it for the UDFAs out of that class. Um, now, for running backs, we had one day one selection the last three years. That would be the illustrious Najee Harris. Uh, day two For day two picks, you had three picks. Three guys going day two. And then for day three, they had 13 picks the last three years and only five UDFAs. Now, last year was a COVID year, so it was a very weird year. It, it, was, it was a weird year for the Senior Bowl. Um, we saw four guys go in um, four guys go in day two and two in day one. So it was interesting. But of those four guys, like they're not like Dwayne Eskridge, right? He's been hurt all year, so we haven't really been able to see him too much. I mean, the arrows aren't pointing in the right direction because you can't, I mean, you can't evaluate a rookie that doesn't get on the field. The best ability is availability, and he hasn't been available to play. So, anyway, moving on. I'm just a little hurt by that one because that was, that was one of my, my guys. I'm not saying that I picked him up anywhere early, but he was my target early in the third for sure. Um, Nico Collins here in the third. Like him a lot this year or next year. Josh Palmer in the third was never a fan. The dude never got over 500 yards receiving in a single season. I don't know what people saw in him. And then Josh Palmer as well. Or, sorry, I said Josh Palmer. Amari Rodgers. From Clemson, who couldn't separate for his life, just couldn't separate at all, like zero percent. If you can't separate in college, you can't separate in the pros, that's for sure. And I just thought he lacked any any elite traits or talent to make him make him stand out the next level. So I, I think those two guys are just instant busts, no matter what, and really helped me narrow down my my um my picks to Nico Collins or Dwayne Eskridge. And I usually pick Nico Collins over Dwayne Eskridge, but he didn't really last until the third. He usually went end of second for most drafts I was in. <clears throat> Moving forward. So the whole point of me highlighting that is just to point out that these guys get drafted, and, and there are people to keep an eye on, right? Now, let me explain to you the process of the senior bowl. Now, I, I am reading off their their page, so I'm very sorry. I, I, I hate at work and when I was in college, when people would just like read off the screen, it's just the worst thing ever. But if you guys will bear with me here, um, the first round of 20 automatic invites go out at the end of October. So that was around Halloween with another group of 40 priority invites to follow a few weeks later. So you have your group of like initial, like top 60 players, 60 seniors in the nation, right? And they don't, they don't, um, I don't know the word to use, but discriminate between SCS, FBS, it's both of those, both of those um, conferences and stuff like that. They all, they all get put into consideration. Okay, so sixty of the top seniors across all of college football, including D two, get these invites the first couple weeks. All right, now by December one, so that's coming up in two days. In two days, they send out the next group of forty in season invites. Um. So the period of time between the end of the regular season and the college bowl games can be spent finalizing both 58-man rosters. So you're looking at a total of 116 seniors, top top of their class, all that stuff like that. Um, obviously, it's not all skill position players. So if you look at like the senior bowls in the past, <clears throat> they average around like 14 to 15, 16 like wide receivers. They get about six or seven quarterbacks. They get about between like seven and ten running backs, um, and they get between about seven or eight tight ends. Now, if you notice, I skipped over tight ends is because I just don't care about tight ends. It's just it's just too hard to um, what do you call it? Predict tight ends. 
it's just too hard, in my opinion. It, it's just, you know, I don't want to wait three years to find out if they're a bust or not. But I, 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 I did keep track of them. Okay, I'm keeping track of them, but like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about tight ends today. Um, but I do want to talk about is the wide receivers mostly um, and the cornerbacks too, right? So for what's really important to me now for the senior bowl. Oh, sorry, I forgot. There's one more part in here. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Because of the senior, the Reese's Senior Bowl is the ultimate bridge between college and pro football. The rosters are a mixture of college standouts and potential prospects that project best to the NFL with a particular interest in those that are rated above, above the fifth round. Okay. So their network of scouts have given all these guys a fifth round grade or higher. So that, that is, that is why. So again, these aren't like the actual direct scouts. I don't know who this group people are. I can't like point out exact names. Um, I know Jim Nagy's the head of it on Twitter, but I couldn't, I couldn't tell you who these scouts are exactly. But the point is that these guys are on the radar of actual legit people, not just fancy guys like me who I got my, you know, my 600 followers, but they are actual scouts have these guys on their radar. So, and obviously pay more attention to the early invite people. That's the first 60. The first 60 guys are the ones that they that they already had in their mind. Like we have to get these guys invites, like locked and loaded. We have to send these invites. There's no questions about it. We don't need to wait the last four or five games to see what they got. We already know what they got and we've seen it and we want them. They, we want them. Like that's, that's the importance of the, this invite system and why I'm trying to put an emphasis on it. Now, the part that I like a lot is that, well, okay. Before I get to that, one more thing is I wanted to highlight something that Alfred from CampusCan.com uh, put out on Twitter. Um, I'm going to also read this one verbatim, so I'm very sorry again. Now, uh, you can also find Alfred on Twitter at AlfredJF. That's Juliet Foxtrot. Juliet Foxtrot. So Alfred Juliet Foxtrot. Um, now, he put out there, wide receiver prospect hierarchy. What do you think? Now, number one is power five, early breakout, early declare. Sure, 100% agree with that. Early declare, by the way, trumps the breakout age. But if they get them both together, like that's that's just great for me. Like I love that. Now, the next one is group of five, early breakout, early declare. Like, okay. And now here's the interesting part. Is group of five, early breakout, late declare. And power five, early breakout, late declare. So you switch the group of five and the power five. Now, once again, that's early breakout, late declare. And then the last few sections are power five, late breakout, and declare. And then group of five, late breakout, and declare. So now what I want to highlight is the group of five, early breakout, late declare, and the power five, early breakout, and late declare. Now, I asked him, I was like, can you explain to me the group of five over the power five in this scenario? And he said, I don't have any data to back it up for me, but if you broke out early in the power five, but the NFL didn't tell you to come out, that's a massive red flag. Group of five guys don't get the eyeballs on them and have to prove it more. So I don't think it's quite as much of a concern, which I agree. Like no one really looks at group of five guys. Uh, I highlight uh, trends in the draft and group of five guys, there's like one or two might slide into uh, day two consideration. I think four years ago, three, whatever, whatever group was Jay Jaw was in, they had about six or seven group of five guys. But but yeah, group, group of five players don't exactly get the recognition because they don't play top competition. Now, here's where the Senior Bowl comes in. The Senior Bowl gathers all these elite seniors 
and they have a competition. Now, I also kept track of the cornerback class in the Senior Bowl this year. Oh, not this year, just the past years. And so just looking at that, this just for example, this last year, we saw four guys go day two. The year before that, we saw two, and the year before that, we saw two. So they have day two draft capital cornerbacks in these practices. And if and 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 you get to see the stuff on YouTube, it's out there, the content is out there where people will show you the one v one practices on cornerbacks versus wide receivers. And there's three days of it. Um and if these if these these small school guys or, or these guys that are not well known are out here torching day two cornerbacks and their one on one drills, that's somebody I want on my dynasty roster. And so should you. And and yeah, these big guys probably won't won't get a lot of separation because that's not really part of their game. Sure, but for the route runners though, like th- this is where you find out who who can run routes in the league, who's got the quick feet, and all that stuff like that. And and that's why I want to highlight. So, um, yeah. So just just to go through the cornerbacks of the last three years, we have we have eight day two cornerbacks, and then we have nineteen day three cornerbacks. So again, NFL kind of over cornerbacks. So this gives us the opportunity. So the current invite list, right, for, for wide receivers. For my favorite G5 guys, yeah, Khalil Shakir, who I have a second round grade on. I'll probably go in the third. It's fine. Uh, day two, I should just say his day three grade. I have a day two grade on Khalil Shakir, Romeo Dubs, and Jalen Tolbert. Uh, those three guys are all G5. Now there's also Reggie Robertson here who I was a fan of preseason, but he hasn't done much this year to really um, get my confidence and also, and also, um, oh my gosh, I lost a chance of thought. And he's a little bit old and, and he's injury ridden. So I'm not really too confident in Rick Robinson's draft capital, but I think teams are going to want to see an old guy who is a, who is a route runner, but they're going to wait till day three. I'm not saying he's not a quality product. I'm just saying that I don't think he's a day one, day two consideration. And then you have Danny Gray, who's also from SMU. And um, he's a JUCO transfer, and I haven't dove into him either. So I'm very interested in that. Anyway, so like I said, there's guys here that I want to see because they're going to play some NFL talent here at the Senior Bowl. Um, I'm going to be able to watch 1v1 for Khalil Shakir against guys that are going to be day two draft capital or day three draft capital cornerbacks rather than what he plays, you know, like the, the UTEP who he torched for seven catches for 166 yards and he got benched like early in the second half because they, just, they just didn't need him anymore. I, I, now, I now get to evaluate, as soon as everybody else, this talent against actual defenses, at least on a one-on-one basis, right? Because none of these guys really have, um, what do you call it, like unit cohesion teamwork camaraderie whatever they don't have that built up before they show up here and that's that's why i am uh i'm focused on this okay now i got a question here in the chat from mccurley wolf you like miles sanders and amari cooper for godwin hopkins hollywood and scary terry uh no i don't i don't i think miles sanders career is coming to an end i really do um if you look at the box scores for the eagles i'm not just seeing the box scores but if you look at the box scores for the eagles it looks like an academy, like it really does, like a sports academy, like a sorry, a military academy box score, because they have like three guys rushing ten plus times each. Um, I do like Amari Cooper, but like Amari Cooper to Godwin, I think they're kind of the same player. I like Godwin a little bit more probably because you go into a new team, you get to roll the dice there. D Hop's career is a little bit on the decline. That's fine. Hollywood is absolutely killing it. I mean, the target share he's getting, even with Bateman out there, I, Hollywood is 
he's undervalued. I undervalue him. I would never trade a first for him, but I think he's worth a first. I really do. And then, of course, Terry McLaurin has just been phenomenal with trash quarterback play. And he's 25, so he's, he's going to get a good quarterback eventually, man. I just don't know when. So, so no, absolutely not. And it's not even close. I, don't, I wouldn't. Yeah. It's not even close for me, bro. So I would take I would take Godwin Hopkins, Hollywood, and Scary Terry over Miles Sanders and Amari Cooper. All right. Get back to the senior bowl stuff. Now, the running backs. Uh, so, all right, no, sorry. Let me highlight some other guys this year so far. So, out of the first two groups of invites right now, um, we have for quarterbacks Desmond Ritter, who I do have a day one slash day two grade on, and Malik Willis, who is saying, I think he's a day one. I think he's a day one because I believe, because I believe um, that an NFL is going to fall in love with his talent and want him. Uh, he is definitely the best quarterback on the ground. And I think ever since Lamar Jackson hit the scene that the NFL is, is pretty enamored by that rushing upside. So, but right now I got Desmond Ritter, Bailey Zapp, and Malik Willis. I got Bailey Zapp as a day three UDFA grade, Desmond Ryder as a day one, day two. Same with Malik Willis. Now for wide receivers, again, we talked about Khalil Shakir, close to my heart. But you got Alex Pierce, day three grade for me. Calvin Austin, day three grade for me. Uh, Jahan Dotson who has a day one grade for me. He really is the day one. He's going to be the day one receiver out of this group for sure for me. Um, Bo Melton, who I have not looked into whatsoever, so I can't say I have a grade on him. I, that's a name now that I'm going to look into because I have the senior bowl scouts telling me that Bo Melton, who I don't know anything about, I don't. I just know he plays for Houston. Um, and Houston has, like, what, Nathaniel Dell, who's, like, the new hotness out there, which I'm all about. But I have not looked at Bo Melton at all. So he's from Houston. Uh, Danny Gray, who I need to look into, I have not looked into. Juco transfer for SMU. Jalen Tolbert, who I'm huge on. And then Trey Turner, who I haven't looked into either. And the Draft Network, if you like the Draft Network, uh, they are also, well, start of the season, they were giving him a day three, a day, or a late day two grade. And I haven't looked into him personally. Honestly, I'm not. So. Those are the wide receivers. Now, for running backs, there's only four so far on the list. You got Rashad White, huge fan, day two, great for him. Uh, Devontae Price, haven't looked into him. I know Mel Kuyper, if you're into that old man stuff, he is he is a big fan. Uh, Damian Pierce, have not heard of him at all whatsoever, but uh, he does have the most rush yards against Georgia, the number one defense in college football right now. So because his college production is so low, and his touches have been low every year. I'm not confident that he gets day two draft capital. Now, I'm not saying that he can't come out here and kill it. Um, not a lot of running backs really do, honestly, in the senior bowl because it's just, you know, everyone's not really working as a unit. Like the, the old linemen get one week to kind of like, you know, gel together and, and then work together. But this is a lot of individual stuff I look at here. So. Um, Damian Pierce, and then there's Abram Smith, who I looked into a little bit lately. He's a BYU, BYU, sorry. <clears throat> He's a Baylor University, Baylor University? Okay, whatever. He's from Baylor. Um, he's a power back. He has a really good score sheet, stat score. When you watch him play, I, I have him in the power back category. And when I watch him play, my most, my biggest takeaway is that that offensive line is really good. Like Those holes are massive for him to run through. And so I have trouble evaluating him. 
because I don't know how much he creates on his own and how much is created for him. Um, so, and there's stats out there for that. They really are like yards after contact and stuff like that. Um, but I'm not too impressed about someone running through a hole. Like that's, that should be, that should be a, a day one, like pretty easy thing for college running backs to do is to run through a hole that's created for them, like right in front of where it's supposed to be. Um, so anyway, I got to look into Abrams more just to determine if it's really him succeeding or if it's really his O-line succeeding. Uh, these tight ends, I'm really excited about this tight end class actually they have out here. Isaiah Likely, Trey, Trey McBride, Cole Turner. I got like day two grades and all these guys. Charlie Collier of Iowa. I mean, I'm, really, I'm not really too excited about him. Jeremy Ruckert. Doesn't get a lot of touches, but like his highlight tape is filled with amazing one-handed catches. Like again, it's only a two-minute tape because he doesn't really get a lot of ball time, but it's a really nice, really nice uh player there. Grant Calcaterra, again, another SMU player. So, and then Jake Ferguson, who I'm not really high on at all whatsoever. Now, this is just a side note for a C2C. If you're into C2C format leagues, and SMU's entire offense is leaving next year. Except for they're running backs and um, Tanner Mordecai. But, like, their receiving core is gone. Like, their top two receivers are gone. And then you have the tight end gone. So, anyway, just a little nugget out there. If you're a C2C guy, look for some young SMU players on the rise because one of them might break out, you know, from opportunity. So, that's really it for my spiel on why to pay attention to the senior bowl. So just to go over it again, just summarize it. These scouts have all given these players fifth round or higher grades. These are the group of first invites are these guys. They're the first group of invites. So these guys have already been on the radar for a while and they've been itching to give them an invite. Um, the second thing is I'll get to watch 1v1s. This is also for the O-line, which I don't really, I mean, I'm a fancy guy, but uh, 1v1s for the receivers and cornerbacks. Um, so these guys that play lesser competition during the year, we now get to see them against better competition. Um, and then you get um, quarterbacks to get to see how they throw in an environment that they're not used to. So the chemistry's not there and they got to they gotta figure it out type of thing. Um, and you get to see their accuracy too. It's going to be a lot of accuracy testing. And these and the coaches that coach the senior bowl are NFL coaches. They're not college. Um, they rotate last year. I think it was like Brian Flores was one of the coaches. I don't know who it is this year. But they rotate. I know John Gruden was one. Um, anyway, they rotate coaches. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, this is kind of like almost like a pre-combine, but like in a different way, you know. All right, guys, that's going to be it. Um, next week, I am going to talk about the transport portal and why that is important and you need to pay attention to. Um, now, I recommend you guys go and check out Debbie Debate. It's the Campus Ken pod. I, I'm sure they're going to do a 10-hour episode on the transfer portal because my phone right now is currently going crazy. I'm just keep glancing at it from people entering the transfer portal. Um, it's big. It's a big deal. Uh, a big name this year is Jameson Williams from Alabama, I think. Some people are giving him a first-round grade now. Anyway, that dude was a nobody in Ohio. The talent was there. He just never touched the field because they have a talented roster. And now he's a stud at Alabama. And, and his draft capital just shot through the roof. Jameer Gibbs, he's a top 2023 running back. He's now entering the transfer portal. Like, I, I mean, he went to – he was successful at Georgia Tech, who does not have a good football program. So, like, could you imagine if he goes to, like, uh, like Georgia, for example? He'd be insane. 
if it goes to Alabama, like any SEC, any, whatever. You, you get my point. The transfer portal lets these players reshuffle the deck. Now, guys, that's about to get into it. We'll talk more about the transfer portal and the importance of it next week for my debut Friday, which I'll probably move to Monday again because you know me. I have to watch my football on Friday nights too. So anyway, thanks again, guys, for joining me. Keep your eye on the Senior Bowl. Keep an eye on the invites. And then once Senior Bowl rolls around, watch the practices. Watch the 1v1s and see who, which players really got it and which one's just uh, just all smoke. Just you know, see who's actually firing. Get those guys on your roster. Hey, thanks for joining me on here on, uh, on uh, the Dynasty Kings. You guys have a good night.